Shelby and Matt. Back again. You never know Where's our schedule these days. Will we be on? Will we be off? Unclear. Will I be making an excuse to talk with my sister for an hour about... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that pop up on my social media on Instagram, I and I was like, what is happening? I was like, I do not remember you mentioning at all the possibility that there might be a no. special episode. And then I was like, oh, it's about this Taylor Swift situation yeah. but then yeah. i didn't listen to it so i i also <laughs> need to uh be caught up on the yeah. on the taylor swift is now dating a football player oh, perfect yeah no Which, it was really last minute because i felt like there was too much interesting news and i was irritated i had no one to discuss it with gotcha so like a tree falling in the forest Did if you just... i have thoughts and don't share them do they even count as thoughts you know that's a great question. That's <laughs> and unfortunately, I am the receptacle of a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, did you just talk about Taylor Swift, or did you talk about other things too? No, we touched on a few headlining stories, namely Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. Oh yes, which you and I never got into. <coughs> Rude. And then Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Hello. Um. Update forthcoming, and then some Bachelor drama. Oh okay. Okay, so I have I have no real takes on the Joe Jonas stuff, um, or the Bachelor drama. The only so the only thing <laughs> in that list that I was wanting to chat about was Taylor Swift. Okay, I will just say this about Taylor Swift, which you know, not to be sexist or okay. you know, she's start, a whore but... or you know whatever <laughs> accusations might be lobbied at me, but, uh. Vulture or The Cut or somebody did an article that was like, how tall are all of Taylor Swift's Uh (laughs) boyfriends? And the height thing did not matter. But I think that the interest, (laughs) the thing that was interesting for me was just like seeing a picture of them all lined up against each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. like they're not all together. It's just like shots of them. But Mm -hmm. I was like, this is sort of. I feel like unprecedented to have dated so many people who are all celebrities. Like none of them have been not a celebrity, right? Well, to be fair, I know the list you're looking at and there's a couple on there that are like, I don't think that was an official partner, boyfriend, you know, unconfirmed, unconfirmed. There's like two what, dudes like the who Matt like, Healy who are stuff. No, like Matt Healy, I would count, but like there's this guy who I literally don't recognize and I'm like, the six foot two guy and the five nine guy. Wait, who is that five nine guy? Wait, let me look at He's the semi-familiar. article. I mean, you must know who they are. They're if you don't know who they are, they're not in the article. <laughs> well, exactly my point. It's just like, anyways, yeah. So I think um I think that's just that's just factually inaccurate. I just think people have a short memory. Because, like, obviously, if you lined up any Wait, of these, like, who, bachelors. Who like, was she dating who wasn't, who wasn't famous? I don't know. That, the 5'9 person is Lucas Till, who's yeah, from the. Yeah, they did not date. 
who's from the Hannah Montana movie. Yeah, they but, did not. Okay, date. okay, they did. Okay, maybe they didn't date, but he's still famous. And then and who's then the, the other person? Guy. Isn't that the Kennedy? Is. is that what he looks like now? I think so. <laughs> well, they should have chosen a different picture. <laughs> I don't know who that is. That that's giving me no familiarity. But I guess yeah, that Connor makes Kennedy. Sense. If you read the caption of the picture, well, I didn't see the caption. I saw this on Reddit. Like the tw- Swifties were getting, they were all over this picture. I mean, I think it's just if you put anyone's boyfriend, girlfriends like up on the board, I think it would look like this. Like she's 34. You know, she's been in the spotlight. Like her first boyfriend, Joe Jonas, was when she was freaking 18. No, I'm not saying it's a lot of people. I'm saying that it's interesting that they're all famous people. Oh, (laughs) like that's that's the thing that I find more interesting. Yeah. No, obviously anybody who's 35 or however old she is, like is going to have dated 10 people in their lives. Like, sure. Great. Like you can put up my list as well. But they're not. (laughs) um, But but to like to have that not like a random like. Right. There's not like a publicist or or someone that she met at a bar (laughs) or like, you know, a catering person or a lawyer. Like. (laughs) Like, not even, like, oh, a poor, like, not, like, oh, she's dating some poor person, like, it was a Notting Hill situation. But even, like, there's not even any kind of, like, Hollywood-adjacent people. You know, a real estate broker, a manager, a director, and anything. Like, they're all, if not A-list stars, like, circling. Yeah. No, I mean her least sure. famous boyfriend I mean, is Connie a Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, so right. he was he was her normie, a literal right, high school student. Right, but he's a Kennedy. <laughs> so it's like you know, still, yeah, I, no, I just find sure. that so fascinating how she. But then at the same time, it's like a wide variety of types of people yeah. and types of industries that they're in. So I'm just like, how is she finding like all of these celebrities, and why is she so drawn to like other famous people? That she has not ever like like she she clearly is like, like not attracted I, to or she feels like people who are normal like aren't gonna understand her or something. Yeah, I feel like that's probably it. In that she became so famous so fast, like you know, she won her first um, Grammy of the year when she with her second album, and like already people were the people who were approaching her were people like John Mayer and you know that didn't go well and she was trying it out with Taylor Lautner and that didn't go well and then Harry Styles like comes on the scene so it felt it feels like she just she just went from nobody to somebody and so there's probably a lack of trust with people's motivations at approaching her so like why would she talk to some random art dealer you know like it seems like she likes who she likes and she keeps that circle pretty small, like pretty tight knit, you know, like you have your Blake Lively, you have your, um, it, it just seems like who is she going to meet other than these super wealthy people? Cause that's who she hangs out with. You know, she's not like Emma Stone who wants some quieter life or even Jennifer Lawrence who like had sort of a escape. She has been in the limelight and even in her absence, she globbed on to this like almost famous dude and just like hit away with him so i think it's a pattern of one being just uber famous and two being a serial monogamist where it's like she zeroes in on who she wants and that's (laughs) that's where she's at that's she goes hard i'm just i feel like most people at some point have the inclination if they're celebrities of like what like what if i could have life where i'm not a celebrity like let me try to like go in a different direction and she never has that but here's my reading of the situation 
if I too was a closeted lesbian who was trying to <laughs> prove to the world that I was straight, I would also only date high profile people because you know those stories are going to get published constantly and detract from the fact that you're actually in love with Carly Kloss and have mm, been all mm-hmm. along. Yeah, a secret love child together. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder how long, how, how tall their baby is. Yeah. No, I I can see your point. I feel like, um, again, I mean, I guess- we don't believe in bi erasure. And I feel like, if anything, there's that. Like, I don't feel like every single one of these relationships is or would be a beard. But I do think she's just maybe a little, you know, she likes, she, she tried the homebody, you know, Joe gave her six years and she walked out of it being like, I'm still bejeweled, like, no. And now she's going now full she's steam ahead on this, like, on <laughs> an unwell, uh, like, rebound saga. Yeah, how yeah. do we feel about the football player? I mean, the internet is going crazy with all of these, yeah. uh, like, box seat memes oh, and photos. Yeah. Uh, it's do we wh- like him? How, I mean, do I don't care. Met? Like, that's do the we thing know is, like, about this person? my love of Taylor does not, like, push me to care about in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't liked football. I'm not going to start now. You're not buying his jersey, which is apparently (laughs) selling out now. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I think it's funny to see, like, because I've been with Taylor through it all, right? So, like, I remember her last, like, peak, um, what we call overexposure, I guess, which was 1989. And the tone there was a lot of just talking heads being annoyed that she was everywhere whereas now it's sort of the inverse where the people are kind of annoyed but the talking heads are loving anytime they get to drop her name so like whether that's the nfl like changing their bio to taylor was here or the freaking voice giving a whole like i don't know like summary video about their supposed relationship and like introducing the concept of sunday night football to swifties who may be watching or it's just like it's wild to see how every industry is talking about it like even to the point where a like a swifty update account made a joke made a comment that was like taylor swift photographed with a fan in the box eating chicken nuggets with ketchup and seemingly ranch and then seemingly ranch became such a big deal that Mm -hmm. Heinz like literally released a special edition bottle called seemingly ranch and like the Empire State Building like tweets a photo of their light up you know lights for that night that says seemingly ranch so it's just like it's wild (laughs) and I don't know if that's good for like longevity like I feel like obviously people get tired of anyone at the top of their game but I do feel like it makes it interesting to think about the strategy of this relationship pairing. Um, I don't necessarily believe it's just PR, but I do think they're both benefiting from it. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some PR going on. I I do feel like that the media, I think, is more afraid of Taylor Swift and the Swifties than they were in the last round. Like in 1989, I think people were more than happy to sort of like be out with their pitchforks, writing think pieces and trying to nix her. I think that those thoughts and opinions are still very much present. But between the kind of like, you're going to have the Swifty army doxing you (laughs) and the like Ginny and Georgia sort of yeah, like Taylor Swift is going to come after you on social media and say that you hate women or whatever. Like, I think people are just a lot more reticent to go after her. And because she has such a loyal massive fan base who will obviously buy 
all kinds of things. I think that everybody is on to the fact that like if, you know, like if Taylor Swift and you are somehow connected, that can only be good for business. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like if Taylor Swift happened to be seen tomorrow, you know, wearing like a Bulbasaur backpack for whatever reason, (laughs) like, you know, that would sell out in seconds. She was like, hey, I really like these pretzels, like gone (laughs) off the shelf. So I think everybody's sort of trying to like, court that while they yeah, can for sure. well even the jets who was like the opposing team were selling friendship bracelets like to honor the event and it's like you guys aren't even what she's there for but it's like yeah there's just there's blood in the water and everyone like wants a piece of it you know it's like it, it's everyone's thirsty it's wild well, presumably to see. she'll be at more games this season yeah I mean- <laughs> yeah and it was also weird who she showed up with this time around because the first time she just went by herself, you know, it was in Kansas City, like whatever. She's sitting with Kelsey's mom. But in this one, it's New York. She struts into the box with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, Sophie Turner, Hugh Jackman, and the director, Sean Levy. Like what? What? <laughs> How did that group chat form? Like I just, I, I want to know. Well, Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds are obviously close. So yeah. that's. That connection. I am still sort of bewildered at the Sophie Turner. Yeah. <laughs> like, were they known to be friends before this? Have they ever been spotted hanging out together? Yeah. So not like it wasn't like she was in like a lot. Like it was more before COVID, I think they would see each other. And then when Fearless came out, they sort of like interacted online for us to see um, over the Mr. Perfectly Fine bit. Um so it's not that they've – I would say they've been friendly, but yeah, it seems to have turned into like a friendship. And I think it's because, you know, well, Taylor they have, they have the same loves to now. be – Yeah. And Taylor <laughs> a girl's is a girl. petty person. And she's like, that's – and, you know, that's funny is that there's some Swifties who are like, oh, my gosh, you know what? She's just being such a good friend that she's no. going with this like Travis Kelsey like headlining stuff because it buries all the – press around Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas and she's just like protecting her new BFF and like really taking one the to the Swifties team. are so stupid. Like they are so dumb. It's crazy. That's not all hashtag not all Swifties. Um, not, that's but not most, a majority hashtag, opinion. But most Swifties. That's not a majority opinion but um, yeah. The, then there's a bunch of Swifties who think like Travis Kelsey seems like the perfect match and they're going to get married and have babies and like I don't know. It just seems like it the seems truth like is the next stop on the rebound tour. Like <laughs> Taylor Swift is obviously going through some things. I mean, she was in a relationship that was for a very long time where she was mostly out of the eye of the public. And then since the breakup, she's been seen everywhere with all kinds of different people. She's dated several people. She's been like supposedly linked to other people. Like she's, out and about with all of these celebrities yeah. she's throwing parties she's going to dinners like mm-hmm. she well, and really- her team has said like her team very quickly like came out and was like oh yeah taylor's just enjoying like her fun girl era like she's on this break before tour she's really focused on her career but like right now she's just having fun so it seems like they're trying to like you know lower expectations about like how serious this is because she's on break until i think november 9th or something so like about a month 
Well, and then she's in South America. And then she's all over the place, yeah. And presumably she's, like, that's a long flight, even on yeah. your private jet. So, yeah. like, maybe she's coming back and forth a lot less. Yeah, exactly. And then she'll be in Europe. So it doesn't seem like this is, like, like, it's happening fast, but it also doesn't feel like it's going deep. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, mm-hmm. like... It seems like she's having fun with it. Travis Kelsey's obviously having fun with it. The NFL's having fun with it. Like everyone's winning, you know. <laughs> They're getting views. He's well, everybody's jerseys. happy that it's not Maddie Healy again. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So, which was a very different. Yeah. Plot she's line. bringing it back to America, you know. Uh, and Nate Republicans Taylor's are going to love American this again. Yeah. So, her Republican fan base really. Actually, they don't. The re- the like conservative talking heads are like. Because Travis Kelsey just released like a pro vaccine, like, you know, get your booster shot ad. And so they're like, oh my I, gosh, Taylor and Travis are just liberal, you know, like doofuses. I honestly forget that the vaccine <laughs> thing is even still a thing. You know what I mean? I know. I know. It's like I've forgotten about that at this point. We're on to bigger and better issues. But if the Republicans are still trying to kill themselves by not getting vaccines, <laughs> you know, who am I to stop them? Yeah, we believe uh, in boosters here. So, I mean, I booster. believe in boosters, yeah. yes, but I would not want to force someone who would be voting for Donald Trump in the 2024 <laughs> election to get a booster if they don't want to. You're going to get like shadow banned or something, like honestly. Shadow banned? <laughs> Shelby, we're already shadow banned. We have three <laughs> listeners. I think they'll find us. Um, uh, but yeah, that's the that's the. Travis more more exciting news. More exciting news. Beyonce is releasing her yes. concert video. Well, it's more of a documentary, right? It yes. sounds like there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff too. I assume that it will basically be the same format as Homecoming, the mm. Coachella documentary. Uh-uh. The footage that was released sort of looks like it's the same energy. And basically what she did for that was in all the parts of the concert where there would be sort of like interstitial moments, she right. just nixed those and replaced them with sort of like behind the scenes documentary stuff. But it looks to be like as the um, homecoming was, it'll be like a lot of footage, her sort of doing moody voiceovers of things on top of it, <laughs> but not like talking heads or right. it, it'll yeah. be much more, I think of like an artsy documentary right. than like a standard, you know, Miss Americana type. Um, right. Yeah, doc. of course. Um, yeah, no, I heard, I mean, it's very similar to the like broking, brokering that Taylor Swift did with hers with, Beyonce just went straight to the source, like partnered with the um, theaters, which honestly is such a badass move. And I hope more and more like self-funded billionaires are able to cut that middleman out just to stick it to them a little bit. Um, Not that Beyonce or Taylor Swift need to be more wealthy, but I do think it's a power move that is interesting to watch unfold and see who gets upset at it because all the little studios being like, meh, is just always hysterical to me well i was i was thinking about this from like multiple points of view like obviously there is a money thing and they must have done calculations and thought like okay whatever they're gonna make in box office because because i think beyonce is getting like 50 percent of the box office sales um will be higher than whatever sort of deal that they were gonna get with streaming would be Because, I mean, if you if they had partnered with HBO or Amazon or whoever, like, obviously, they would have been paid a lot for mm-hmm. those rights. And, I mean, the, I'm sure they'll still sell them at some point. Yeah, exactly. But it will be 
for a lesser amount. Um, but I think that one, the strike and the fact that mm-hmm. you don't really be want to be spotted doing a deal with a studio mm-hmm. where like AMC, nobody really has a gripe with them at the moment. The, Taylor Swift was just at AMC or was it? No, was it was like partnered with AMC, AMC but, then, but then it was at a bunch of other theaters. Yeah, like AMC, like, you know, networked with other ones or something. I don't know. Okay, yeah, because Beyonce is also at a bunch of places. I got tickets yeah. to see it at a Regal. Okay, um, but, well, and also Beyonce, did she just like dropped it this morning. Like there was no precursor to it. I mean, there was like news that it was supposedly coming, but we didn't know a specific time, which was great for me because I just like, I got the press release, went on Fandango, found it, got tickets, like no problem whatsoever because I was early enough where if she had said like, okay, it's going to be at 10 tomorrow, like yeah. I would have had to compete with everybody. So I was like, oh, thank you for this. Um, <laughs> but, but the other thing I was thinking about was, um, so there's the strike stuff, but then also I think that the, Barbenheimer summer and just all of that kind of theater and we're going to an event and we're dressing up and all of that also impacted the way that people are thinking about movie theaters this like late summer, fall, winter. And to give all of those fans another opportunity to like dress up and go out and be around and all of the marketing that's going to come from that of like people dressing up and going to the theaters, people taking pictures of themselves at the theaters. Like it's much more of a social media moment than, oh, hey, here, some people are coming over to my house to watch this on Hulu. And I think that that is a really smart marketing move for both of them especially when you saw how much work the their fans put into costumes and stuff for the um for the concerts it's like mm-hmm. that will presumably happen again for these screenings so i'm like this this was a smart move on both concerns my question though is like what are the uh, uh like like what's the um what am i looking for what the word like um like how how do these work? Like what's what are we allowed to do and not allowed to do at these oh, movies? Like yeah. <laughs> can we stand up? Are we dancing? Like are we it's singing? Be a hot are mess. we like do we have to just sit down the whole time yeah. and watch it? Yeah. Cause cause I'm like for myself going to an early screening where I know there's going to be a lot of Beyonce fans, I'm like, yeah, like, let's all stand up the whole time. We'll, like, be dancing around. But then I'm also like, I don't need to hear anybody singing. I'm like, we can just let her <laughs> sing, like, maybe just standing and no, dancing. Sir, but sorry. then I'm like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, do I just, like, what? I know. what is the vibe? Yeah, it's very confusing. Like, this, so Beyonce's comes out December. And so Taylor Swift comes out this end of the month, or maybe in a couple weeks, actually. And, yeah, um, so the tail- so the Swifties will the Swifties undoubtedly will get all of the fire for this as they should because well, they're the, going to be deranged like, in these theaters. Yeah, everyone's been kind of torn about it because in Taylor's post, she's like, "I want you to show up, like sing, dress up, like you know, all of this, like it's a dance party." But then some people are like, "Well, the reason I didn't go to a concert is because of like you know sensory overload, or like I wanted to." I don't like the screaming, shrill, like bad singers surrounding me. Or they're like, I have to sit down, but if I'm in a theater and I can't see, like, what am I supposed to do? And so it seems like kind of weird and hard because also you have these like packed theater, like 
venues where it's like there's a showing every 30 minutes. And if there's an entire theater of screaming Swifties in one, it's just going to become a, you know, round of people going through these concerts and just the chaos and the noise reverberating through the building. Like I, I'm curious to see how it goes. And I think like some people have interviewed, you know, theater workers to be like, what do you think this will be like? And a lot of them are scared. Okay. A lot of them are nervous. As they should be, (laughs) as I am on their behalf. Because I ultimately didn't buy tickets because I was like, I don't know. Like, it just seems like it seems like one, it should like people should be able to have fun at it. And so like, of course, they should be able to sing and like dance. But then it's also like, I don't know if that'd be fun for me. Wait, so then so I'm like, ta- but Taylor Swift told people to do this. So Taylor Swift in her, yeah, in her caption was like, I wanted you to be able to experience this, like the full tour. And hers is just the tour. So maybe that was part of why she phrased it the way she did. But she literally said like, yes, to singing, dancing, trading br- bracelets, dressing up, like let's continue the party type thing. So I don't know. I, mean, I, I feel like if it was a sing-along style, like how they do Frozen sing-along, like that couldn't work where everyone's just sitting, but they like can sing along. <laughs> that seems like the rule I would See, I've never been to up. one of those screenings. I feel like <laughs> Me neither. the thing that I think is more is more interesting, like, okay, yes, I think those opening night screenings, like those first couple of days, yeah. like, Everybody like it's all it's gonna be all fans like yeah like let's stand up let's sing dance hall or whatever and sure that might get out of hand and might be frustrating especially if you're in a theater where it's like okay you're next to the Swifties or whatever yeah. <laughs> but I also at the same time like yes people will be up and singing and dancing and not to like underestimate the power of Swifties to be annoying as hell but it's not like Taylor Swift herself is going to be there and it's also not like she's going to be sort of announcing things that people are going to have to be screaming and clapping for so like yes I think there could be like singing and dancing but I don't think it's going to be to the same level of these concerts where it's like you know applause after every song and screaming and stuff but what I think is weirder is you're gonna get to a point where it's like okay people are going to like weekday screenings or it's the next week and the theater's like half packed and then you're gonna have people who presumably are not Taylor Swift fans or like lesser fans who just sort of wanted to go and watch this because they maybe didn't go to the concert or whatever and then you know that there's gonna be some of those people who are like I bucked 12 tickets in a row (laughs) and I'm here and I'm dancing and I feel like that is gonna be where the vibes are clashing Yeah. It's like how when Twilight came out, my friends and I like hated the book. So we wanted to go hate watch the movie. And so we waited like a week, you know, and went during a matinee and the theater was half empty, but there was a row of women in front of us, like middle-aged moms who were very irritated by our laughing and like literally were like turning around to shush us and stuff, which obviously I recognize now that I was indeed being an annoying teenager, but it's like those sort of dynamics are always always hard to um plan for so we'll have to yeah. see hmm. interesting I'm, yeah because the other thing is beyonce and taylor both have said that they're like not sure how long this will be in theaters like they each brokered a deal for weekends i think for like four weekends yeah. in a row yes and that's so what beyonce has. yeah so like the staying power of these movies in theaters will be interesting um Beyonce's, I guess, since it's more of a documentary, even if it's light on the docu style, um, 
it, it'll be interesting because it feels like, you know, there used to be these theatrical releases for like Justin Bieber and Katy Perry, and there was a lot of attention for him, but it's almost like, is there is there the staying power for just concert footage? I think to a certain degree, yes. These people have big fandoms. And I think if there's anything that we've learned this year, it's that people like an excuse to go out and do things. Like people yeah. like an event. I think everyone is tired of streaming things. Like obviously <laughs> streaming's not going away, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I sure. think sort of the novelty of it has worn off. We're now at a point where we're used to everything being on streaming and being able to watch it at any point. And so I think the 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 thing that happened early on where it was like, why would I watch this in theaters? Like, I, it's going to come to streaming and then I can watch it on my couch and it'll be so much easier and more convenient. We are now all a little tired of that. And yeah. the thought of like, oh, I, I can go out to dinner with my friends and we can all wear fun hats and we can go to the theater and we can get drinks afterwards. Like, that is more exciting, especially if it's only going to happen, you know, four or five times a year whatever and so i feel like that this to me like like people were going to barbie for months afterwards dressed in oh, pink yeah. like i live right by a movie theater and i saw people like groups in pink going to the movie theater <laughs> for months and i think that the same kind of thing could happen with these taylor swift beyonce uh shows yeah. like i mean i i a month is a long time in theater i mean even if you are only on the weekends and they'll have a lot of screenings and presumably a lot of people will want to go on the first weekend but i don't know i think that they could both do well and yeah. also you know it's not like there's a ton of other big <laughs> things coming very out. true so i don't know i'm intrigued the real question i've gotten a couple times in my dms is if you're gonna see taylor swift's well, so I was like, oh, I have no interest in seeing this. But then I was like, well, we'll probably have to do an episode on it. So I'll probably have to see it. But then I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to because <laughs> I feel not doing like screenings for well, parade. I don't know how like I don't know how to get in touch with the publicity people for like just AMC right. theaters. You know what yeah, I mean? Like this isn't going true. through a PR agency that I usually deal with. Yeah. Not that they not that Taylor Swift really needs PR. Right. And so <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't think I'll get that. It's not on AMC A list. I mean, you know, I'd pay twenty dollars or whatever to go see this for the podcast. So but but I'm like, I don't like I presume you're gonna see it early. Although maybe not. I haven't gotten tickets. Like oh, I so yeah, it's like I don't have tickets either, but I think it will be hard to get a ticket <laughs> because uh, isn't it sold out mostly? I know, I know. I I just like I haven't checked since oh since the release week because I'm like, oh well, if I want to go, I'm sure there will be a showing sometime I can squeeze into as one person. Um, but I guess I haven't checked lately. Let me So maybe I'll look into it and AMC. check the theaters around you and and just, I'd, I'd do it. You know, I'd do it. I don't remember what's coming out. Wait, you're going to fly up here? No, no, no. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm saying I'd make sure you'd see it, that that would be my priority. More than me seeing it again is forcing you to see it again. You know? I mean, the um, the opening day, it's like completely sold out everywhere. Or it has the thing where it's almost full, which is basically just means that it's... Uh, you're like a front row. <laughs> yeah, you're front row or you're in one of the handicap seats. Yeah. Okay, I well, I mean, I also think we're coming... I think a lot of movies that weekend, you know, decided not to come out. So there's probably nothing else showing, so... 
Let and me honestly, see, like, on Sunday, what those screen screens are looking <laughs> like. Sunday, October fifteenth. I like those are a lot more empty, especially yeah. if I'm going to the nine thirty a.m. screening. <laughs> I would uh, love to see you roll up with just a couple of, I don't know. The the nine thirty Lincoln Center AMC screening currently only five seats have been sold, so maybe that's where I am <laughs> going. That's your sweet spot. You'll just sneak in there and be like, "My this lady," but then you'll be wooed. I, it's so annoying that it's excluded from a list. However, I will say I this know. ticket is cheaper than the Beyonce ticket that I bought. So, oh, it is. I was going to ask because Taylor ruffled feathers by changing pricing to be like cutesy. Yeah, the Beyonce I think all starts at twenty two dollars, and mm. Taylor that this ticket at least was nineteen that I was looking at. So nineteen eighty nine. Oh, there you go. Okay, <laughs> you get it. Perfect. Yeah, got it. Okay, good. Um, okay, well okay. we'll figure that out. I would love for you to see it. Maybe not to hear your thoughts on it, but I'd love for you to see it. No, if I'm seeing it and paying nineteen dollars and eighty nine cents, <laughs> we're doing an episode on it. And well, of course, of course. I'm just saying. Also, I'm you've more been begging me to, to go it. to a Taylor Swift concert for years. I so know. This might be as close as you're gonna get. I know. It's just terrifying to think of what you'll say after. But I agree that it's important. I mean, I can that tell we you cross exactly this bridge together. What I'm gonna tell you after? No, 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 it's no. no. We go in with an open mind. Dancer. We go in with an open mind. We enjoy it. We we embrace the experience, and that's that. That's that. Um, but I feel like I also, um, you know, the WGA strike, uh, they got terms. Congrats to them. They did. They so. did. I was I was going to bring that up, too, because the, yeah, the late kidding. night shows and things are coming back now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was honestly, I read a bunch of like think pieces about how the Drew Barrymore like backlash finally forced studios to be like oh fine yeah. public opinions not shifting like, i think i said that story. on the podcast didn't i yeah 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 but yeah. i'm saying now this proves because it was pretty fast after that they finally came back they had like a long three-day discussion and um and, and then the wj announced that like it looked good it seemed like they got a lot of the things they wanted um i yeah, can't I remember they if they signed everything it. yeah did they did, is it officially done I think that it's not officially, officially done, but yeah. like they, but they sort voted of, to accept it. Yes. And that yeah. everything is going through and that they're allowed to go back to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So now we're just waiting uh, for the actors and they went back to the negotiating table today. Yes. So I, I haven't, I saw that news this morning and I haven't read on anything that happened. I don't think that they've reached an agreement because it, it'll probably take a few yeah. days to get to that point but yeah i mean i think the the drew barrymore thing and also just the fact that obviously public opinion was against them and the longer this went on for i think the like it wasn't it wasn't like past strikes where you thought ah they'll wear it down and maybe people will sort of come back around in the studios like i think that as time went on the resolve of everybody was just getting more and more staunch so the studios sort of had to give in and well, also and these studios are running out of content yeah they're <laughs> running out of money they're running out of content the if they can get back into the writing room and production and stuff now they can theoretically have some sort of content you know next spring at some point yeah but if they but if they waited i think I, I think it was like now or we would be looking at the new year, in which case they would be lucky to have content by next fall. Yeah. So 
yeah, I think they just realized everything. So the writers' rooms are back. Talk talk shows are up and running. SNL is coming back. It's all going to be interesting for this next couple of weeks because there's no talent really that they can get. So it's going to be a lot of like (laughs) authors and sports people and whatever. But, um, but yeah, I think that the SAG has Drew Barrymore started her show yet. I'll be curious about that. I don't think anyone has started their show yet. (laughs) Well, Um, Bill Maher and oh yeah, yeah, John Oliver did the yeah the ones where you it just required writing, but I don't yeah I guess I don't think the like talk show guest ones have started yet, or maybe they did today. I don't know. No, that's funny. I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah, but. In any case, it's good news. You know, it was a unprecedented, like, extensive historic strike, and it worked. So, hopefully, the same goes for SAG-AFTRA, and um, and we can yeah, just and, get back and to other it. strikes in the future. Yeah, <laughs> we love a yes. union. Yes. Uh, exactly. Should we do love it or hate it? Yes, let's. Um, I I've been talking about like lack of content. It's been like a real, you know, dismal fall where I'm just like nothing seems good nothing captures my interest nothing's been fun even like the new love is blind is absolute trash but the golden bachelor started and oh yeah how was that (laughs) I have not watched it it's like really sweet so it was just the premiere um but there's something like really refreshing about it I think it has a completely different production and like um What's it called? Yeah, is like it not? Is, it's not going for like sleazy or drama. No, no, all, no. It's it? very heartfelt, and it's like honestly refreshing. How you know? Because the the Bachelor is just like so tired, and everyone's just there for Instagram followers, and they're not interesting. They're twenty four years old. It's like, why are you here pretending you're going to marry this person? Whereas this guy Jerry spelt like Gary is like, or no, Gary spelt like Jerry. He's just like this sweet little, you know, innocent seeming 75 year old. He seems so pure. Like, who knows? Maybe he will get married because old people get married fast. Exactly. So it's like, like, we don't got much time left. Like, like, exactly. He's like, you got to seize the day. And it's like, it starts like his wife died suddenly right after she retired and they were like settling into their golden years. And he, you know, she just got sick and died like within two weeks or something. So sad. And so he's just been like single puttering around for six years. And he's like now so excited. All the women are surprisingly like like so far, a lot of them are just like surprisingly hot, but also like a good reminder that like, you know, with age comes insight. And I feel like it's nice to see these women like each other and like have interesting things to say and interesting lives. And a good reminder that, you know, not everyone over a certain age of like 60 is (laughs) dead to us, you know, like they still have a lot going on. And so it's been nice. I'm excited to see how it plays out. It's a little weird watching the kissing, but, you know, they deserve love, too. Uh, I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) Uh, No, I I will not be watching this show, but I am intrigued by it. So (laughs) glad that it's good. Yeah. What about you? So I have a really, really good movie that I think is technically only out in theaters right now, but is hitting Netflix this weekend called Fair Play. Oh, yeah, that's out, I think. 
Oh, okay. Okay, great. Um, it stars Alden Ehrenreich, who you may remember as the Han Solo uh, from the Solo A Star Wars story a mm-hmm. few mm-hmm. years back. And then also Phoebe Davernair, Davernair, Bridgerton <laughs> girl, basically. Um, and this, I think, originally was maybe at Sundance, and then it was at TIFF, where I saw it. Now it's coming out... Um, but it's like this super taut, like sexual kind of thriller. And basically this couple played by the two of them are, they both work at a crazy wall street hedge fund and they are dating, but they're not letting anybody know that they're dating at the office because they think that that will cause some issues. And she's sort of like one of the only girls on like this all male team. And so there's the different dynamics and she's really supportive of him and he's really supportive of her. And you come into this right as they're getting engaged. And it's sort of this, um, I don't know, they seem like a really great, strong couple. And then somebody at the firm gets fired and it, you realize that there's sort of like a promotion that's up for grabs and that both of them are kind of could be an option for the promotion. And so that starts causing some tension. And then one of them gets the promotion and becomes the other one's boss. And that causes some more tension. And it just sort of like spirals and unravels from there. And it is like one of the best screenplays that I've ever witnessed. Like every scene is so good and it just like builds off of each other and everything is hot, but like taut and and it's all about this like toxic workplace and relationships. And I don't know, it was just one of the best movies that I've seen this year and not like best movies in a zone of interest, sort of like, wow, this is a like depressing slog, but in like, this is a lot of fun, but it's still also saying some things at the same time. And both of the lead actors are really good and have incredible performances. If the movie, I think the movie's almost too fun for it, for the, performances to get nominated for Oscars but it really should because they're both incredible and there's some scenes that you just like will have in your mind for forever and yeah like I rarely I mean, watch movies wasn't, more wasn't, than once um, and I would watch this again Fatal Attraction like nominated for Oscars yes but I think that this is a little less a little more campy i don't know it's like no it's not really campy but i think it's more like it's not action necessarily but there's just more like i don't know sort of it's more like a double indemnity like double jeopardy or whatever yeah yes yeah yeah it's a little bit more yeah sort of like espionage thriller kind of love it but yeah it's really really good well i looked it up and you're right it comes out on netflix this weekend i'd just seen so much on Twitter, I assumed that it was already streaming, and I tried to watch it this weekend, but Rob wasn't interested. So now I'll just force him to. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's great. I feel like he would like it. Perfect. Um, No, I'm excited for that. I'm surprised by the love because on surface level, it seems pretty like shallow and kind of like cheap sounding, but I I loved my 90s thrillers, so I love any return to that sort of – It's. It's also a very good New York movie. Like it's like it's very like set in New York and okay, I love it. the apartment and every everything just feels very like of the city. Perfect. Can't wait. So, Wish we'd done yeah. that for our episode this week, but <laughs> Well, instead we did a movie set in New Asia. New Asia. 
New Asia, the creator. <laughs> the new yeah. John David Washington movie. Yeah. Uh, yes, we watched it. We will we be did. discussing we on will. the Thursday episode. Um, Looking forward to it. Unclear if anyone saw it but us, but yes, we will be discussing. <laughs> to come. So thanks for listening. Uh, come back Thursday, or if you want to skip that and you know just wait around till whenever Taylor or Shelby drives oh, yeah. me to Taylor Swift. Yeah, um, that'll be our most well. listened to episode. I can already oh, guarantee gosh. it. Gosh, three to die. four at least. <laughs> three to four <laughs> listeners, one of whom will be Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks so much for listening. Talk to you guys on Thursday. Bye.